podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. Welcome to Run With It, the podcast that brings you business ideas from established entrepreneurs. Each episode, you'll hear a new business idea and the exact steps our guest would take to get started. Follow through and you can earn a free mentoring session with today's guest and potentially a business partnership. Here are your hosts, Chris Justin and Ethan Janney. I'm Chris Justin. And I'm Ethan Janney. And on today's show, we just have Chris Justin and Ethan Janney talking about our Four top episodes so far. We've had over 30 episodes at this point, and we've reached well over 2,000 downloads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. I mean, it's uh, humble beginnings, but we've definitely learned some things. And I think the biggest thing that makes us feel good about the success of the podcast is how much the guests are enjoying it. Mm-hmm. They really appreciate that it's a different format and they get to turn on their brain as opposed to reciting the same stories over and over again. And uh, the impact that it's had on some listeners. We've had a couple of listeners who have run with the ideas that we have shared on the podcast. We've got update episodes coming out shortly for that. Even ones that have not emailed in, the feedback that we've gotten from listeners has been has been great. They really enjoy the format and and that's exciting for us. So it's a good time to to uh, circle back and reflect on some of the, the things that we found most interesting from a few of our top episodes. Other pieces too, um, you know, that the listener might be interested in, you listener listening right now, um, <laughs> is we've been looking for advice on how to, uh, how to improve the podcast. One was we should talk to you directly listener <laughs> it's so awkward for me to do that still i know that that's i know it's better but <laughs> so there's something interesting um, a meta on the guests enjoying it uh, that uh that you probably might not be aware of so a lot of guests have they come in kind of nervous actually and you know that they're going to have to perform and like really impress you know with this amazing idea that's gonna change the world or something but they find out it's just kind of a lot of fun uh talking about the business idea, talking through it. And then by the end of the episode, we're getting repeated feedback that the guests are almost uncannily enthused about the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to start it themselves. Most of the time, they're like, "I, you've got me pumped up. I want to do this right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So that's been fun. So, uh, yeah. do, so should we talk about episode, the first episode that we, that we want to bring to people's sure, attention. Yeah, the first one that we had on our list was episode 18 with Jeff Proctor it's titled The Expensive Water Bottle. And I'll start out by saying the uh, this episode was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten that feedback from a bunch of people who have listened to it. They uh, surprisingly so, <laughs> no offense to Jeff out there, <laughs> but they uh, they were surprised how much they enjoyed it. And I think part of the reason that they enjoyed it so much is because it was fun for us to record. I remember the back and forth that we had in this episode. Mm-hmm. We went to, uh, we took the crazy train a couple times nice. on that, which nice. is always fun. Yeah, I remember that whenever, it's usually Chris that takes us on the crazy train. And I think that maybe I said that in that episode. When, when once, <laughs> you once you get there, you've actually gotten to a very sane place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can, it can seem that way. <laughs> but it is fun to go on those tangents. And it's nice to have that permission to do so with you. So I appreciate that <laughs> in this format. But also the point is, I just remember one case, maybe this was not in this episode. I think it was in Zach's episode. 
It was like, you gave this crazy idea, which basically crazy meant like nobody would do that, but it's like way better than what typically people do. That's what was crazy yeah. about it. Yeah. I think I brought up the idea in Zach's episode of having people crowdsource legislation. Oh yeah, because exactly. part of it, like the reason you have representatives is because it was difficult to bring a bunch of people together to create legislation exactly. and the internet <laughs> makes that easy right. to do so. Right. so someone go start that business <laughs> or nonprofit. All right. Jeff's episode. One of the nuggets that really jumped out to me in this episode was the power of marketing. Because this mm-hmm. episode, the idea itself isn't groundbreaking. Sometimes we have episodes that, that we record where the idea is just huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one was about a water bottle, which <laughs> it was still instructive and fun. But we talked a lot about how marketing and new products can change people's habits. We talked about the campaign in the early 1900s for toothpaste and how before that time in the United States, people didn't brush their teeth. But through a marketing campaign, it changed people's habits. People started to realize, oh, there's a slime on my, there's slime on my teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get rid of that. And I want this minty feeling that I get after brushing my teeth. Yeah, we were talking also about just how people, you have to connect with people's base or instincts, right? Like with the toothbrushing, right? It's about people wanting to be attractive and wanting to attract yeah. a partner. And that's why they're brushing their teeth. They're not brushing their teeth because they don't want to lose their teeth, which sounds terrible, but <laughs> it, that's not their most, that's not their biggest issue. They just want to date. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the conscious level of it, but then there's also this subconscious part, which really uh, the marketing taps into, which is just the like, I feel gross mm-hmm. uh, part and almost the Pavlovian response of after brushing your teeth, you feel better and you can mm-hmm. relax as part of it. So mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. It's not as much of the the conscious decision. That may be part of what motivates you to get started, but that's not the strongest part of the habit loop in my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, though, there's this thing about connecting it to something that's present, right? Your teeth aren't going to yeah. fall out until you're 60, 70, 80 years old. And so what can we play on in the moment to get you to take the action that will be in your best long-term favor? So then we apply that to the water bottle, right? Like people need to drink water. So how how can you make the water bottle facilitate drinking the water in ways that touch on people's more present uh, instincts and emotions and feelings? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was, that's a really interesting question to raise that you wouldn't think that we would get to from talking about water bottles, right? But people need to drink more water. And if you surface that problem and you try and think about how can we make this happen, having an attractive, sexiest water bottle that you can make Mm -hmm. could be a a good vehicle to to make that happen. Yeah. I'd say there were a couple of things we might call out to talk about a little bit about that episode. So one was just the fact that it was an expensive water bottle. We talked about how, what the power of charging more was, how a lot of beginner entrepreneurs think they need to charge less and they need to kind of uh, make it, make things super affordable for people. And once you get in the game a little bit more, majority of entrepreneurs realize, unless they're in some type of cost-cutting business, that actually charging more than the typical rate puts you in a better position as an entrepreneur. Yeah. The other thing that seemed interesting was just the idea that, you know, Jeff was a good example, both in the water bottle idea and in his primary business. It's just a personal finance blog, right? And there's there's tons of those things nowadays. So the fact that you can take a product that already exists, that already has an audience, 
And it's not a problem that there's competition because, like you said, it's the marketing is going to be different based on who's marketing it. And you can market to a specific niche and you can have your niche. You can have your niche of your water bottle for this particular audience or your personal finance for this particular audience. And that's becoming even more and more common in lots of industries. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as you're talking about both the expensive side and uh, and niching down, that opportunity exists because there's more value to be extracted from a, vo- a water bottle. Mm-hmm. Tying that into the previous idea, more people people need to drink more water. People want to drink more water. They know that, and right now they rely on willpower in order to do so. So if you can somehow add more value into a water bottle such that people will drink more out of it, it's worth paying for. Totally. Totally. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's do it. The next one that I've got up here is uh, with TJ Clark. It was episode 12, Done For You Digital Marketing. This episode was around helping small businesses with their social media campaigns. One of the nuggets out here that really jumped out to me was the idea that a business might be doing something themselves and still want to offload that to you. So a lot of people will see a business doing something like posting on Instagram and say, oh, they don't need that, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're already, they're already doing that. I need to mm-hmm. come up with something new to present to them. But oftentimes, the existing work that they're doing, if you can come up with a way to do it better, faster, cheaper for them, then you can add tremendous value to a business owner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that episode, of course, TJ talks about the impetus of the idea or like the, the how, how he came up with the idea is that this is just going on in his own business. He's yeah. posting on Facebook and Instagram and he and his business partner are doing a lot of it and they don't really know what they're doing. They're spending way more time than they need to do on it. Yes, it's going okay, but it's not their wheelhouse. They could totally benefit from somebody else just coming in and doing it well. So, um, a little preview for maybe a future update episode. We did have a listener actually just go in and say, hey, TJ, <laughs> this, this is kind of what you were asking about. Um, let me pitch you on, on me taking on what you need, you need to be taken on. So we'll talk, we might talk more about that in another, another episode, but yeah, opportunities we'll, abound. We'll save that. That's still in the works. Anything else that jumps out to you from TJ's episode? I think that just the general idea of the episode is one that can be applied relatively broadly because it's social media that people can just find a business. The general methodology, find a business, look for something that they're already doing, could be social media, see how it's done. And then either like maybe they're not doing it so great and you can improve it. And all you do is just like modify what they've done. You see the pattern that they're doing. You say, here, check this out. I did this. This is what I would do if I did it for you. You want to have a chat? Or they could actually be doing it amazingly. But again, you don't know whether they're doing it efficiently. And so you just come in and you say, again, you pitch them on how how your approach to doing it. And you say, do you want to have a chat? And they just might have you be the one that picks up the procedure and optimizes what they're already doing. Yeah, that's an interesting tie. And we're not going to talk about this episode on this update. But it reminds me of the conversation that we had with David Cristello where he talked with a bunch of accountants about not only what they didn't like about their processes, but what was going well for the top performing ones. And going into industry or new business with the idea, without having an idea, is completely okay. You can find that from the business owners. Totally. So yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Next up. Next up, we've got episode 14, 
with uh, Richard Bitten, a clever take on residential window cleaning. Richard was a business genius. I, I don't know like what else he's going to do besides what he's already doing, but like the way he thought, it totally like knocked me off my feet. <laughs> like at every turn, he was coming up with like a way better idea than what I would have originally thought. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, you told me about that after the episode. You just being struck by uh, his take on how businesses work. I'm trying to think yeah. of a better word for it, but he's just got a sharp way, and it's an entrepreneurial way of thinking. I think that this episode. If you really want to get into like a lot of people struggle with, uh, am I an entrepreneur? Am I a business owner? Am I a freelancer? Right. So a lot of people just do their business. They do what need they do, the accounting, they do the fulfillment, they do the marketing, they do all of the things for their business. And then they try for years to stop working in the business and start working on the business. Yeah. If you want the mindset of what it's like to work on a business instead of in a business, this is a very good episode to listen to. Yeah, definitely. The other thing that comes to mind for me with this episode is it's a simple idea, which I think may turn off you, the listener. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) it's one where we cover a lot of fundamentals and it's not to downplay it. It's extremely important. It's, It's a first step that pretty much everyone needs to take in order to become an entrepreneur. You don't go from where you are today if you're haven't built a business to doing something like SpaceX, right? That's not entrepreneurial mm-hmm. one-on-one. And a lot of people having grand visions, maybe not as big as colonizing Mars, but something that's mm-hmm. uh, world changing may find that they would get there faster by starting a window cleaning business. You learn how to, right. how to uh, market, how to create schedules, how to hire and keep employees, how to do a lot of the foundational stuff that's required for a business that once you internalize that, you can start doing the advanced stuff without having to worry about the little things. It reminds me of like if you were playing, I don't know why this analogy comes to mind, but polo, right? You're on a horse and you're trying to play polo. You're trying to learn polo. If you don't know how to ride a horse, learning to play polo is going to be very difficult. Right now, you're. On, I feel like you're on a train to crazy. That's town. a crazy town. <laughs> Was that too crazy of an al- polo, analogy? <laughs> polo analogies? No, I don't think. I li- I've player. never played polo in my life. I have ridden a horse. Don't drink fermented horse milk, though. That's another story. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, All right. But yeah, I think I thought it was a pretty good analogy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> we'll probably keep it because yeah. it's funny. <laughs> Well, I, I want to, before anybody gets, because you were saying like a window cleaning business is like a really good opportunity to understand business. And I think if you haven't listened to the episode yet as a listener, you're going to be like, what? And it, you may even not be even interested in listening to it based on that teaser because you're like, I don't want to learn about a window cleaning business. And so the secret here, which I already called out a little bit, but is that you're the middleman and you're actually not really in the window cleaning yeah. business. You are in the coordination business. And that is where the mindset of an entrepreneur comes in. So so Richard is talking about, I'm not going to clean any windows. I'm not going to buy any soap. I'm not going to buy any equipment. I'm not going to even have insurance for, you know, for the window cleaners or anything like that. I'm not going to sell it, right? I'm going to have other people sell it. So basically, he's going to find people that can sell the window cleaning, young kids who want to be salespeople. And he's going to find people that are already cleaning windows, but are terrible at marketing, which a lot of people who are good at a a skill like that are terrible at marketing. 
And he's just going to kind of get everybody working together and just, you know, take a portion of the revenue for the fact that he's making the world a better place by putting them together. Yeah, that's that's a great point as well. Okay, I guess we'll get off of crazy train. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 15 with David Hauser. It's titled How to Start a Software Company. We um, had plenty of nuggets in this one. This is one of my favorite episodes, personal favorites, Mm -hmm. uh, which maybe you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have favorite kids. But (laughs) this is uh, this is one that I know that I was pumped about. I think we went I I feel like we conversation went a mile a minute. And the thing that I loved about David's approach was just how laser focused he was on what was on finding a problem that a customer has and quickly turning that around into an MVP and presenting it to them and just not worrying about anything else. Mm -hmm. So he, to me, more than most people that I know, most people, most entrepreneurs that I've spoken with, he knows how to cut through the fluff and just focus on the most valuable tasks you can do for a business. Totally. And the other thing, just a meta thing about that episode, which you, which you gave a little bit of hint at is like, David just had a very intense energy. I think we were both we were both struck by that when we finished the episode. It's like, wow, like we both feel more energized by talking yeah. with him. And he has a, like, I feel like the level of doubt is very low. You know, he's just like, yeah. And then I would do this and then I would do this and then I would do this and then I would try this and this might not work, right. but then I'll try this. And I remember specifically this thing that came out of his mouth and I, I had to like stop it because he was like, and then people will complain and then da, 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 da. And I was like, wait a second. You know, if somebody, the, the person listening right now, you who's listening right now, you may very well be intimidated by people complaining about a business that you started, right? The product, the services, people coming, they have complaints versus the way that David shared his just incredibly like positive and constructive attitude was like, oh, like, I, you know, most people, if they're your good customers, they'll understand as long as you listen to them. And as long as you take that as an opportunity to learn something and improve things. And I thought that was like just an indicator of his level of energy and positivity and and how he could bring such energy to a business. Yeah, I think it's that. And it's also his experience level. If we tie it back to the residential window cleaning idea and why that doing something like that would be so valuable, you would get to practice customer satisfaction Mm -hmm. with lower stakes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) quote unquote. So that's just tying it together for why it was so easy for David is because he's been down that road so many times. Mm -hmm. And because he's done that so often, he's able to focus on this, these more valuable business ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing I think that's come up from David, I think it came through in our episode and probably has come through in other podcasts and content that he's created. The secret of his success has really just been really knowing their clients, really getting to know them. I believe, I don't know if he mentioned it in our episode, but he talks about with Grasshopper, this company that they sold for $170 million, that the people who started the company, like everybody on staff was required to spend a certain amount of time with like customer service or something every week, just just to make sure that they were in touch with the clients, knowing what they need, improving things based on client feedback, not just ideas that come from nowhere. Yeah. I think that's a, a good place to pin it yeah. for David. So listener, <laughs> if I kind of want to, I want to like try saying something to the listener, like really, <laughs> yeah, I, like, uh, like, can you hear me right now? Can you, 
hey, um, does am I? Are you wearing headphones? Does it feel like I'm in your head? Am I you right now? Can we mess with their head a little bit? Like <laughs> <laughs> you're going down crazy train. <laughs> It's Friday afternoon here when we're recording. Friday the 13th, coronavirus is running rampant. Ethan's over there in quarantine. Not really. We're just two uh, voices in your head right now. We're just two voices in your head. You're just imagining us. This is is just a dream. (laughs) If you're enjoying that dream, however, and you like this type of episode, let us know. We'd be happy to do more update episodes. Also, it's a good chance to ask for general feedback if there's a type of guest or business idea that you would like us to talk about more, then tell us and we'll focus on that. And also, you should be reaching out to us more. We've got a line of excellent entrepreneurs who are just waiting for you to fulfill on their business idea, reach out to us and have a free mentoring session with them. So it's an incredible opportunity right now. And you should definitely be reaching out to us. The way to do that is with uh, an email to update at runwithit.fm. Cool. Great. Well, thank you, listener, for tuning in this week. And we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled program with another entrepreneur bringing you a new business idea. Until then. See you later. Now it's time for you to run with it. Follow through on the action steps discussed and email a summary of what you did to update at runwithit.fm. Every listener who emails us will gain exclusive access to a private Facebook group of action takers. And one listener will earn a free mentoring session with today's guest and potentially a business partnership. Help us build the Run With It community of generous entrepreneurs. Please like, subscribe, and review us online. And remember, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash run, that's R-U-N, and get 15% off your first year.